Cassidy? Where art thou, Cassidy? Hey, Sam Atherton. Hey. Hey, Andrew Street. Sam, how's it going? Uh, good. Video games are alive and well. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the show. But we're in February. I saw mm-hmm. some tweet exchanges going. I had forgotten that this is the Wendy's February four for four deal. Uh, oh, can you break that down for me? Please? Yeah. So that's like, let me tell you from an outsider's perspective. Now and then, Sam, you correct me if I'm wrong. This is okay. you're gonna play. You're gonna play four games masochist style not good games at least from what i've seen maybe wait wait wait. you got to back up games you're talking about video this games? is video games what, what? it's video games when these is are this is like when they when burger king gave out this PS3 is just games? like sneak king yeah are you so, not you're not elmer, I, elmer in my chain I, okay right now. andy's making a dunk and i elmer so okay oh not a not I a dunk into, no I this is no it. dunk there's no dunk here this is content this is this is like when they, they tricked people to storm the Capitol. Exactly. I didn't even vote in the election, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, longtime friend of the show, Nathan Vahil. Him and his brother started this, like, it's a, it's a Facebook group with quite a, few, quite a few people. And it's called Forum February, where they play through four games in February from their, like, backlog. And if they don't, then they have to do a challenge. Or they have to do something. Uh, so last year, I played the Flintstones. Um, the I Flintstones, one other game. Lion, Lion King. King. Maybe Aladdin. And then one other game. Maybe Super Mario World. Oh, Yoshi's Island. Um, yeah, there was one yeah. good one. Um, and Lion King's a good game. It's hard, but it's good. Mm. Um, and so now, I... So... This year, uh, Nathan contacted me. I did the the logo for four in February. Oh, wow. uh, if, if anyone's curious, check that out. Cool. Yeah. Um, and so this year I'm playing um, the Fireman. Uh, Demon's Crest, uh, which is like an offshoot of Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Um, Act Razor, which is supposed to be one of the best uh, like action RPGs on the Super Nintendo. And there was one more, which I'm blanking. Oh, uh, Tiny Toons Adventure Buster Busts Loose. Now, I've gone, I think, I feel like the easy route here. These mm-hmm. games are not particularly long. I, I feel, for, for the most part, these games are not long. Nathan Vigil is a fucking madman. He's playing Assassin's Creed Black Flag, probably at least a 60 hour game. He's no. Okay. No, no. At least a Calm 30 down. or 40 hour game. No, no. At, 25. No hours. way. I played. That's, before, yes. I'm, I'm, that, that's me shooting from the fucking hip, Sam. I'm going to go to yeah. how long to beat com and, and get to. The There's bottom. no Continue way I played that game for only 25 hours. And to be fair, maybe he's only. You're bad at games, Sam. Oh, man. Wow. No, he okay. he's number 13 for speed running. Yeah. Fuck you. Um. Dan, Sam is really good at 2D games and JRPGs. Oh, okay, I guess that's fair. Anyways, still, 25, hour, 25 hours is a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there's no way. Uh, maybe you beat Chain of Memories in 25 hours. 
so he's playing that. He's playing Grand Theft Auto Vice City. No, Vice. He told me last night. I think it's Vice City. Um, it's another beefy game. That's a beefy game. That's it. See, now we're getting yeah. beefier. I got to the bottom of it. Black Flag. Uh, average time twenty three hours. Still. Okay. The average time completionist. The average. If if he's if he's gonna completion it, completioning mm-hmm. it, it is uh sixty. Okay, hours. maybe I was going for the completioning it because I think the truth is somewhere in between us, Sam. I'm sorry for getting yeah. so hot. I should, this doesn't even matter. Um, but you know the fireman, I can well, I almost beat it in forty minutes. That's a forty minute game. Um, okay, so you're you're not playing by the same. Rule, I'm not playing rules, by the I same guess. rules, and so uh, Kevy hopped in. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to do the four in February challenge as well. Uh, and he's playing. So he decided he's going to play super ghouls and ghosts. Wow. And. I don't know if you guys know this, probably, I would say probably in the top 10 hardest games of all time, just from like infamously one of those like this game can't be beat. Yeah. When you're a little. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kevy said his mom beat the game. She's a. She's the Damn. Super Ghouls and Ghosts champ. Wow. Um, and Damn. so I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to try it. Um, I'd played it a little bit before. That game fucking impossible. If I beat the first level, I'll be happy. Um, and so Kevy's doing that. He's playing Radical Rex, which we've renamed to Radical Andrew. It's about a dinosaur that rides a skateboard. Um, he's playing Toy Story on the SNES. And... I think one other game. I can't remember. I can't remember what the other one is. Um, but one of no. those, a similar like platform platform. What is your punishment if you don't? So complete. Kevin and I, a gentleman, it's a gentleman pilk bet. Hmm. Um, hmm. And I guess that's that's open okay. to anyone who wants to uh, to do it. But that's this is a, a Kevy Sam jam. This sounds yeah. fun. This sounds legit fun. Well, I've, I've been bamboozled, right? It's February 7th. It's too late. Um, shortest month of the year. Already lost a week. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hurt myself like that, but this would have been a great time. I feel like that, you know, when we get to the games I've been playing, I've been kind of in that same mode where it's just like not really playing new games necessarily. But there is something about like uh, having the extra incentive to just grind through. You know, I, I feel like I had that with Assassin's Creed this year where I was like, Trying to grind through to finish to play Hitman 3 mm-hmm. eventually. So, you know, I, I just, I've been kind of, I feel like that, that that's good to have some structure. Good for you, Sam. Yeah. This is healthy. And it's like fun because like I'm, I'm only playing these games on stream. And so that's like been kind of fun, I guess. It's fun like playing, I think playing those like retro games. Um, <coughs> but yeah. Gets you on stream. Yeah, on. definitely. Um, yeah. Super cool. And goes fucking impossible to play. And then, so let me tell you, let me tell you about the fireman. So this was a, I believe a Japan only game that maybe, maybe also came to Europe. Um, but I'm playing the, uh, playing the Japanese version and it takes place at New York city in like 2002 on the Christmas, uh, New Year's, not Christmas, Christmas Eve. And so it's like you're, you're it's like these people speaking in Japanese, but there's like a guy named Pete. There's a guy named Danny. There's a guy named Robbie. And uh, there's just like fucking going on and on. And like, I can't understand half of it. And so this game pretty hard. Um, you're just putting out fires uh, on this like office building. And I got to the last the last like the last boss 
last night with like one life left. Thought that I'd beat the game. No, there's one extra section where you just have to break the glass, but I couldn't understand what I needed to do. So I died and lost. So I have to start all over again. Fucking pissed. Oh, I got cucked at the last second. Firemen will do that to you. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I, I, I just want to make it clear. I am not Andrew speaking for himself. I love firefighters. Mm -hmm. I respect the fire department. Andrew hates them. No, I live the Calls hashtag them. thin red line mm. life. Mm. That's the difference between the real timeline and the Joker movie timeline is the thin mm -hmm. red line. Yeah. Wasn't that a, like a war movie? The thin red line? World War One or something maybe? No, you're thinking... Classic doc. Cl classic. Oh, really? Because I, I remember wanting to <laughs> wanting to rent that movie when I was a kid, but it was like rated R or something. I don't know. I don't know if I said it. You're listening to Gone Gold, the <laughs> goldest video game podcast. <laughs> My name's Andrew. You heard him there, Sam Atherton. Uh, hello. Play more video games. Sam, you like Wendy's? Uh, it's not my go-to. I like uh, I like dipping the dipping the fries in my shake. You gonna like Wendy's nuts? <laughs> What's your uh? You go four for four at Wendy's. What are you getting? Um, I boy, I haven't had Wendy's in probably five years. Um, maybe the chicken sand the chicken sandwich. Okay, chicken sandwich, fries, the the shake. Frosty, that's what they're called. Frosty, Are they called Frosties? Yeah. Frosties, yes. and maybe maybe two. You, you got a Frosty Chino. Ooh, okay. Wow. I kind of dig that. You know what that is? No. A Frosty Chino is them just putting like filling a, you know, a big clear you know iced coffee glass, half full of Frosty, and then just fucking dumping it half full of coffee, and then just giving it. If to you, you. That say that's that, pretty fucking that's good. Chino. That's legit, like a real thing. If I ask them for that. It's it's on it's I see it all the time like uh, like the lawn signs. There's a Wendy's right by my house that I have to drive mm, oh by wow. all the time. Frosty Chino is a is not a secret item menu. They're they're letting you know you can Damn. get it. I remember for a while, maybe I was in high school, that there was like a Wendy's deal. You paid five dollars for the year. You got a little keychain that looked like a Frosty, and then you just always every time you came to Wendy's, you flashed that you got a free small Frosty. Wow. Damn, that's that's hard. I never had it, but you know, I, like I always that. admired from a distance. Did Angelo have one? So Sam, if he might have actually had one. Now that I think about it, <laughs> where are you gonna say, Omar? I mean, so if you're like, you know, you're you're driving on the highway and you need fast food, and like you Wendy, like you you have to replace Wendy's with something on the Wendy's level. What would be the go-to? Uh, I mean, is Taco Bell on that level? I suppose I, I think I'll allow it, so yeah. I, uh, let me go on and say I think Taco Bell is really the only fast food that I'm eating ever okay then forget we can't say Taco Bell then let's say it has to be like a burger spot and even if you're not going to get a burger if you're going to get a chicken sandwich but closer to Taco Bell's just so Taco Bell's on its own you know. its own tier also I don't like yeah. I love Taco Bell I don't like to eat Taco Bell in the car oh mm. uh, okay well actually let's not let's say we're parking, parking and eating again. because I mean, whenever you have to eat in the car, it's going to make anything mm -hmm. awful. Like you, if you eat something in the car, I had to do that last time when I drove to Missouri and I was just, I didn't eat that thing for, you know, since mm. it just ruins something for you. It's too much of a thing. So we're pulling over. 
truck stop. I think in my elder years, I've grown. I never have it, but every once in a blue moon, I have a craving for McDonald's. It's the classic. I also think it's probably the. But are you getting like a burger? Probably chicken nuggets, but I might get a burger. I'd get like just the okay. value cheeseburger. I'm not fucking with like a Big Mac here. Uh, I'm not. I'm not getting <laughs> yeah, like a Travis yeah, yeah. Scott meal. <laughs> yeah, that is actually pretty insane to me to go to McDonald's and order a burger. And I know that sounds crazy what mm-hmm. I just said, but like the things that trigger McDonald's for me are like the the scientifically engineered fries, mm-hmm. the scientifically engineered nuggets. It's not actually the Big Mac. No. Like, what the fuck you want that third slice of bread There's for? so that much bread. <laughs> and then it's just like the worst, like, uh, uh, lettuce. Yep. You know, it's, it's the just, fucking onions know. for me. Like, the little, like, the really small diced onions on oh, those burgers. Yeah. You ever Dude. see that? Those onions come out of a gun. They gun those onions on the bread. <laughs> oh, no way. Like, yeah. See, <laughs> all of this shit. <laughs> uh, I, I, I could not eat McDonald's, a burger from McDonald's. Mm. To no. save my life. I could easily, without thinking, eat a chicken yeah. sandwich. For some reason, there's something there. You know, I know they're not using the onion gun on the chicken sandwich. Um, but, God, that's... Yeah, so everyone's gross. hood until the fucking onion gun comes out. <laughs> yeah, fuck. That makes me so scared. Makes me nervous. What's the... Is Wendy's the one that has, like, the spicy chicken sandwich? I think they all got it now. Uh, uh, yeah, okay. actually, that's true. Like, I feel like after the Popeye's explosion... Mm-hmm. Last year, everyone was just like, they yeah, got we spicy have, you know. nuggets now at McDonald's. Down, oh, see, they have that. I went, they have that everywhere, mm-hmm. I think, too. That's a, I mean, honestly, if I have, if I think what my go to one is, guys, it is Wendy's. Oh, yeah, and that's relatively new. I probably didn't have Wendy's until I moved to Texas, so within the year and a half. And I remember one day, Robert's brother, we were, we were just talking about this, this, this hypothetical question, what's the best? And he was just like, dude specifically the corner bite of a Wendy's burger because of the square mm-hmm. patties. And I was like, I've seen this commercial my whole life. I got to get to the bottom of this. And I think it's above uh, almost all of these other establishments. Now there's a, there's a stigma. We, we were saying, we are talking about sneak King. There's a stigma against mm-hmm. Burger King. Justifiably. There is a stigma against Burger King because it's gross. I think it's only hasn't it only gotten worse yeah. too? Have you have you felt that in your lifetime? I felt like when I was a kid, Burger King was hype. When they had the toys yeah. and stuff, they were like above McDonald's yep. almost, like almost. And now it is like, such oh, a it's big an F tier now. Everybody hates Burger King. Yeah. But you know, every once in a while, it's below Jack in the Box now. That's another goofy one that you just forget. We don't even have real. Jack in the Box over we here. Went, we went to Jack in the Box for kind of funny live. Was it the, two or three? I like. Midnight, I think Cass got tacos or something at the fucking Jack in the Box. Yeah, I mean, hey, there's nothing wrong with Jack in the Box. Like, they know, they have the munchy meals. They know they're serving <laughs> drunken high people. Um, so I'm not even shit on Jack in the Box, but it does feel like Burger King has gone even below yeah. that. Or is no, that crazy? I, I, I is think too, so. Is that too far? And, and yeah. here's the thing. I wake up every once in a while and I'm like, God, I would kill for those fucking chicken fries. Because I had them when I was a kid. But I'm never going oh. over there for them. Can I tell you the last time I was at a Burger King? The, the year was uh, 2017, I think. It was Robert's last year of college. Um, so it must have been my second. And we were driving over to our, our friend of the show, Ethan. Ethan Hoover. Uh, we were driving over to his house three hours away uh, in Springfield, Missouri. And Robert and I were 
we're going to stop to eat something before. And somehow we're just like, yo, they, they got this thing at Burger King where it's like this mac and cheese deep fried triangle Wait, yes. thing. But like hot yep, Cheeto that's what branded. It was. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like not hot Cheeto branded, like cheese Cheeto yep. branded. Chester the Cheetah mm-hmm. collab. Um, and it really felt, I feel like it was 4th of July or something. Like we were going to basically just drink like, you know, for no reason. We, we, we had nothing going on. So I think we were in just garbage man mode and we were like, yeah, dude, that sounds great. That can't be bad. We both haven't been a Burger King in so long. Like, let's go do it. And, uh, it was awful. Awful. Both of us just like basically drove three hours in silence (laughs) after that meal. (laughs) Just like so, so awful. We still talk about it to this day. Is like that is like maybe the lowest moment in my life. I think. Uh, I think I remember you talking about this on awkward pause, and like I, I remember you saying how awful it was, and it made you like sick or whatever. And I was like, um, sounds about right. Yeah. So that was maybe the you know the one time in the last fifteen years I gave Burger King one more shot, and that's how it ended up. I think. So not not no good thoughts. I, I think something that sticks in my head too is that there's a Burger King near where I grew up that had like the play area. And every you know, every kid growing up probably had a birthday there at some point. And you were running around this sweaty smell, like just the Burger King smell mixed with children in this fucking tubes. Like, and that just the idea of everyone running around barefoot in this tube thing like oh, these stop. <laughs> yeah it just crawling. grosses me out and i can't separate that in my head from the smell of burger king and it's tarnished it it's the same thing yeah. i think uh i think when i was a kid i i went to burger king and i i remember that the burger that i got was like burned to a crisp like the patty was and i honestly don't think i've had a fast food hamburger since of like that of like that tier like mcdonald's burger king wendy's like, I've not had a fast food burger since then. Man, I don't think I've had one outside of Wendy's. I don't even know if I had a traumatic experience like that, but it ve- it very much is funny how some of that shit, you know, like like we're saying about McDonald's. McDonald's comes up all the time when you're just like, you know, drinking in college or something like that. And every time, you know, everyone would get their fucking Big Macs. And I was just like, you fucking you're, you're an animal. <laughs> Give yeah. me the nuggets. Yeah, and they would make they would like kind of make fun of you, like, oh, you little nuggies, you little baby boy want the nuggies? <laughs> and it's just like, yes, I'll have my fucking scientifically engineered pink paste nuggies over this fucking I, I think you know what it is? I know what a burger should fucking taste like. I don't know what chicken nuggets are supposed to taste <laughs> like. And I have no like I, there's no cognitive dissonance mm-hmm. there. My brain can just accept it as like its own compound. But the Big Mac, I know what a good burger is, and so I think the comparison just breaks the brain. The onion gun, come on. I just can't get over the middle slice of bread either. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so much bread. Especially especially when it's like literally F-tier mm-hmm. bread, right? Like, it's like you could eat a lot of bread when it's like good bread. You know, you get a nice little, little hot mm-hmm. baguette. You're like, oh, I guess I'm yeah, eating this whole, whole baguette. Thing. But this is like a soggy covered in mac sauce hit with the onion gun. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot wait to look up on YouTube. And I'll the, say this. I've been, this. I've been a poor man. I've been, I've been so many different levels of fucking poor. 
McDonald's, like, you know, it's it's a thing. We're not dunking on it for that. But if you take that money, go to an Aldi's, go to a cheap-ass grocery store, you can figure something out for the same price. And it'll maybe put you in a better position to make better decisions moving forward is all. You know, I got to say one last thing on this before we actually talk about games, maybe. Uh, this is a game. I mean, Sneak King was great. Uh, I think there's four Burger King games. I wonder if we could do a four for four, <laughs> four for February, uh, all the Burger King games. Well, we should well, we should find out, which it, there's no way they're not, is if they're emulated. Because these are PS2 games. They have PS2 games online all the time. Um, so we could probably emulate these pretty easily. Well, we could, they're back. They're backwards compatibility with the yeah. Xbox One X. You think it's going to be easier to find a physical copy than it is to fucking <laughs> download a five yeah, gig those file? Those games were like two cents at GameStop forever. You still, you really think? Th- try to find one right now. Let's over see. The course of the well, show. Well, What's the best price? Yeah, give me the best price, and I'll tell you what I've been playing. Wait, before we move on, I wanted to say, have I? I forget if I talked about this on Awkward Pause that I I was at my own birthday party at McDonald's and I, <laughs> did we talk about this? Yeah, I, we, we talked about it a long yeah, time ago. Should, I, was, I, I split yeah. my face open and had to be rushed to the emergency room. Oh, that's not the story. I, I thought you threw up or like you pooped your pants or something. No, I definitely yeah, pooped you, my pants. There's yeah, two pooped of my them pants in, the, in the ball pit, but uh, <laughs> yeah, my own birthday party. The first and only time I had a birthday party like at one of these places. Um, you know, you had your socks on because I was in the the play area. I fucking I oh, hopped up on one no. of those plastic booth seats to grab a balloon, face planted, slid. They had to rush me to the emergency room. Then I got a I got a hundred dollars uh, like check from Ronald McDonald or something. It was like the, <laughs> the it was like himself? a happy birthday. Sorry, you almost killed yourself. Don't fucking sue us. <laughs> Yeah, like in fine print is like by accepting this gift certificate, yep. <laughs> you you also accept a never sue McDonald's. Okay. So uh, I GameStop did not have these games. Uh, however, on eBay, you can get it's the three pack. You get the Burger King, uh, Sneak King, Big Bumpin', and Pocket Bike Racer. All three games, six dollars. There it is. How much? How much if you get the disc protection? Uh, I don't think eBay offers disc protection. Oh nope, the oh, two-year protection plan by Square Trade two dollars. Wow. Okay, eight dollars total. Two dollars. Uh, you know. Okay so the, these were a promo item for the launch of the 360, and you could only buy them at Burger King. Like I, I remember yes. when these. And I'm looking at the cover here, the Pocket Bike Racer is stands out because it has almost little of like anything to do with the Burger King on the cover. It's a giant picture of a woman. Is that a, was that Danica? No, she's a NASCAR person. Is that a famous person? Boy, I don't know. She's cute though. I'm I'm even. <laughs> if you want to, if you want, if you want to follow along the show, Google search. Google, yeah. Pocket. What is it? Pocket bike racer. Yeah. Shout out to Sneak King, a classic, but just shout out to Big Bumpin', the bumper car. <laughs> Big Bumpin', that's a yeah. great name. Uh, Big uh, Bumpin'. Elmer, what have you been playing? Um. All right, so let's start with the old, with the old, uh, the oldies. I I I booted up Far Cry Five. 
Uh, I saw this is YouTube channel. I'll just plug, plug. Uh, White Light, great YouTube channel. Uh, video essays on just like you know, uh, Arkham Asylum five years later or something like nice retrospective, like long form kind of video essay stuff. Um, and he did one on Far Cry Five, and I was just like, wow, this video made me want to play it. So I've been playing Far Cry Five, and you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to beat it or not, but I think it's just worth talking about this interesting thing that. I'm enjoying and it kind of kicked off with like me playing a little bit of fallout three new Vegas, uh, some of these assassins creed games earlier in the year. Um, where it's just nice. I think a game like far cry five too, especially, you know, it was a hot button issue for whatever reason. And in retrospect, it all seems kind of like silly and weird. Um, and you know, the weird like tone issues that we had talked about where, it's a Far Cry game, so you're goofy, but it's, like, grounded in, like, this religious cult America thing. Um, and just kind of looking at it through, you know, removed from the hype and, and through a different lens. It, it and, and a couple years later into the, you know, continuous descent of the American psyche, it, one, it plays so well a couple of years later, even better than I think it could have ever played day one and it is kind of fucked up this is just you know american psyche insight for our foreign listeners something broke in me where like now i'm just like oh i play this game killing everyone you know did not play it like that the first time so it you know you blow off some steam it's just weird how all of this <laughs> gets gets reframed you know and especially for i think you know as, as americans it is interesting as much as everything revolves like you know world culture uh, a lot of it is, you know, represented through an American lens and a lot of shit takes place in America. We don't really have the same thing where like, you know, every Call of Duty, it's just like we're going to pick a different country or Far Cry, a different country. And it and it is just interesting to see them do that thing that we're so used to with something. You know, I've never played a Far Cry game and, and thought about the setting in the way I'm thinking about it now. Whereas I'm sure every people who's like, you know, from these places that the other Far Cry's take place have that same interesting thing. Well, I think the other Far Cry games, they were all fictional countries. Were they like entirely fictional? I think they were like based on like one I think was based on like Tibet or Nepal. And the other one was like based in like some other Southeast Asian country. But it was all it was like very vague. They always kept it vague. I think with this one, they were like, yeah, this is America. In and the I think past, the next yeah. one, I mean, it's, it's Montana. Is the next one Venezuela like or like, is it just supposed to be Venezuela? Yeah, that's a good point. Name? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is different. And so, I think this was like the first time they were like, oh, we don't make political games. That was like, yeah, which is just so fucking ridiculous. And it just, it makes you so mad when people say stupid ass shit like that. Yeah. But it's, it's, and it's clearly like not that political. Like it's not even like the game's brave, but it's clearly understanding and critiquing and satirizing American culture and a very specific breed of American culture that has developed in the last couple of years. Um, so it, it's just interesting. I don't know. To, to my point, it is, it has just been a, a very interesting kind of uh, experience to look at it without all the noise. You know, I think this is kind of the last of us two problem as well, where there's just like, Oh no, that was a bigger scale, but just like, there's so much noise and I, I kind of had to shut everything off and I'm excited to now play last of us two later, maybe, you know, and just be able to think about it without actively trying to ignore all the noise. Um, 
So no, and I mean, just that game feels good. Yeah. I mean, the Far Cry gameplay was never the problem or any any real critique. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was uh, that, that it's been an interesting experience playing that game. That video is really good um, too. Also, that white light video I watched it on Far Cry Five. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, I I would recommend it too. Um, it also led me to play um, Breath of the Wild while I was just kind of on this, you know. I don't know. I'm just like, I, I'm, when I think of a game now and I'm like, well, you own a lot of these games because fucking Steam or you buy shit digitally now. So I just started thinking about the wild and I was like, let me just play it and see what the vibe You're is. You're kind of on an open world tear um, right now. Yeah, I think so. It's 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 weird. And I'm just not being scared about starting stuff. I'm trying to like not let the, the choice paralysis kill me. And it's just like, just fucking start something and stop if you don't fucking like it. Um... And Breath of the Wild just immediately, like, you know, I haven't played it since I first played it. I think I was a little colder on it than everyone else, but not by a crazy degree. Um, and immediately super, like, into it. Um, the whole Great Plateau area, and you get the paraglider. And then you start climbing shit, and you remember the weather. And, you know, there's, like, a second time around, the weapon durability, for example, doesn't bug me. Because now I'm in, like, I'm using it like bullets. Right, I'm just like trying to get rid of my weapons because I know Morns are going to come. So, so there's certain things that on the second playthrough aren't bugging me the way they bugged me the first time. But it is funny how certain problems like, yeah, this world is huge. And like the the mechanics, the way they work, like the almost infinite seeming uh, a, a, a combat system and world mechanics and shit. Super rad. But the world like sucks to be in. The world is not interesting. Like in little pockets, when you're in a village, it feels very interesting and alive, but everything in between is just kind of non-exciting. Um, and then, you know, I started climbing a fucking thing and it started raining and I fell. And then uh, it's like, oh, you're also in the snow and you're losing health. And I was just like, you know what? I don't want to play this. <laughs> so that's my review of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Pretty much it stays the same where I, where, where I thought it was last time. Um incredible and i think some of the mechanics like you know like i think the weather stuff leads to good things maybe right like it makes you play the game in a certain way or, or whatever but um not what i want to do if i don't have to yeah i think that the biggest thing they need to fix is how do we get around the rain when climbing uh but like yeah yeah I, I I feel like I understand what you're saying, especially with the rain, because um, that gets annoying. It's I mean it's infuriating yeah. when it's like it's doing the opposite, the the objectively bad game thing, where it's not letting you do the thing you want to do. Yep. You know, and like sometimes it can be cute because like oh I fell and I found something weird or like it, adventure right like that that is kind of cool all those variables, but when literally I'm just like I just need the skill point and I'm trying to climb up to this fucking thing. And now you just dropped me and I still want to climb to that thing. So I got to fucking find a different way to do it. And it can be good. But like when you want to do something and it's stopping you, that's that's not fun. But like when you're in the snow, there is like so many ways to solve the heat thing, right? Like you can create right, a fire right. or put the, a heat sword on your back or uh, put more clothes you on. Cook a, cook a, a yeah. spicy meal. There's so many solutions to that, but there's not really a, a major solution for the... There's no problem to solve when it rains. It's just stop climbing. Right. 
so that which gets annoying and especially because it doesn't if if only they found a solution where it's scaled with like your stamina build yep. too right like as your stamina gets stronger the rain doesn't fuck you up but like you could have maxed out stamina and still eat shit yeah just because it's so raining and last but not least the big guns the big boys the the, the big poppy would love to have a you know i, I want to know what i need to do what i need to say to get you guys to fucking play this game hitman 3 2021's Gordo of the Year. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> this game is fucking incredible. I am a big fan of the Hitman series, the new IO series. Um, it never hit me at the beginning, and I think that was a problem with everyone because of a very confusing release schedule where it's just like, hey, here's Paris, and we've finished other levels, and we're going to keep working on more levels, and you know, we'll figure it out. And then Hitman 2 comes out and it's just like, it's just, it, it was a clusterfuck, right? And the funny thing is that their their whole bet, right? Which makes sense was we're going to get, we're going to make the entry point for this game so cheap that we'll probably get like 80% of players buying in at the $20 level for the first level. And then we get them in and they buy more. And, you know, we'll get maybe 20% of people that just buy the $60 version up front because they trust us. And that that is just a strategy makes sense and you're like it's kind of a risk but i get I, I can see how you got there what actually happened was the opposite complete opposite 80 percent of their purchases in the first year were just people trusting them and being like i will just just, just give me the, all the content hmm. um so now what they do is they just release a fucking regular game um and it's been cool because when they released hitman 2 they patched in all the hitman 1 levels and made them work with all the new little tiny system updates they did in Hitman 2. And same thing for Hitman 3. So there's like new gadgets that are only in Hitman 3, but they made sure they work in the all the way back to the first level of Hitman 1. So now when you have Hitman 3, you have, dude, like 25 levels. And it just feels like the most complete, epic thing. And like you, you beat the game pretty fast. Like if you really want to, you could spend... 45 minutes per level if not less um but what i get into it is just like the story's cool like the 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 first way you try to solve it is fun but then i just go back and like try to solve it again and do the challenges um it kind of becomes one of those kinds of games where it's like uh almost like a speed run kind of situation where it's like to your, make your own kind of challenge but it's not make your own kind of challenge because they also have like they just have so much like these levels are so goddamn dense with fun lore and fun opportunities and hitman three just kicks it up to like it's victory lap mode everyone at this point has heard about like you know the murder mystery level you know that's level two that's the first level actually that's not the tutorial in hitman three that's the like most unexciting level technically and it's one of the greatest levels in hitman like every level after that has a its own fucking thing and it is just so hype. I'm gonna spoil one, only one other world. Um, it's the one. It's it's two or three. But for the first time, you show up to an area, and like you're supposed to be meeting someone, and then you realize that there's other fucking assassins. Oh, it's a setup. In, it's uh -oh. a setup. And you're just roaming around this fucking like nightclub in Germany, and there's like you know five fucking assassins, and they're all in costumes too. Mm. Like, you can't really just see them or, like, find them. They're not, like, on your map. You have to, like, walk around and, like, kind of notice if people are being weird. 
And if you get close enough, you'll hear them talking on their fucking earpiece and then they get tagged. And, you know, you once you take the first one, you can steal the earpiece and then you can hear them all freaking out as you're like slowly destroying them. And they're all in their own like costumes. And Mm -hmm. it's it's like the the mission is called Apex Predator. It is just goosebumps. That's cool. Like the, the game is so fucking cool. And I can really see both of you enjoying it after the first run through still um because even for february they just have so much new content you get to kill greg you know Miller. like yeah i don't even i don't actually know what the like community uh you know channel partnership things are they seem to be like specific challenges maybe um but i played like the first thing they released for february and it was a, a an elusive target contract for the the uh it's called dartmoor the the murder mystery map where it's just like, all right, you, there's like this family meeting to talk about a will uh, in the map. And that's just like one of the things that will happen. And it's like your your new challenge is to kill every member of the family on accident <laughs> and make it all. And it's just like, you know, and like you, you're planning your operation. You can smuggle shit in. Like, it's just it's just it's a fucking puzzle game, but it's so fun. And the sense of humor is so good. Please play this game. So here here's my sort of take on these games i want to i want to love them i love stealth games but my issue is like i'll try to do like the old like the most optimized route or like the the best way first and if it doesn't happen immediately i get frustrated and then like i'll try it again and again and again and it like doesn't work and so i just like give up that's like my you need you that's my issue that was my issue i think with the first time i tried it where you kind of like want to do it the coolest way possible right um and i think you just kind of it, it happened when i was playing dark souls 2 where i just realized i'm trying to play this a game that doesn't exist you know i'm really trying to play this like a third person last of us epic cinematic shit and that's not what it is you know or even like splinter cell it truly is kind of like a little goofier puzzle level kind of shit mm-hmm. Um, but I still do runs where I'm like, this is my, this is my, my movie run. This is my movie script run. And if shit goes bad, you kind of improvise. But I think once you do the first run through, what you start doing is you start saving loads where you're like, this is a moment. So this is just my new load. And like, I'll just reset if I need to. Um, it kind of feels like you're just, you're just playing like the computer. Like it almost feels like fucking solitaire in that way, where it's just like, there's all these, NPCs moving and you're basically just trying to get away with it and yeah I get what you're saying though um that 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 can be tough but there was a moment you know I owned the game Hitman 1 for a while and not like it not liked it until I gave it another try and kind of realized it's not the game I wanted it to be but I still liked what it was yeah yeah I really want to play this I liked Hitman 2 a lot I uh, I struggle with going back and doing the levels like more than twice which I think like is where the majority of the bulk of content is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I want to do that for this one. I want to go back. I want to play some of the older levels that I missed in Hitman one and two with like the new stuff. And I want to play through the campaign and and then go back and and do all the crazy shit. Uh, Did they ever add, remember in the first one you could like kill Gary Busey. Did they ever add those elusive (laughs) targets back in? Yeah. Yeah. So those are the cool thing is that there's, 
uh, what are they called? They call so there's there's the regular missions, which have like a million different ways to beat them and challenges and different shit, right? And that's kind of that's what drives me. Like it's not just one hundred percenting it. It's just like the higher completion percentage you have in each destination, the more unlockables you get. So it's like out of forty levels usually, and every level of completionist, you get a new item. So like I just unlocked an exploding golf ball. That is awesome. That'll just explode on impact. But now I'm also realizing they went back and added random golfing areas or golfing tees in in random maps in the old games. And so you can go in and place your golf ball and wait for the target to come up and fucking take a swing and it explodes. And that's what's driving me now is just like seeing all the fucking gadgets I don't have, all the costumes I don't have. Um, and I feel like I didn't find that in season two or season one. And I think it was there, but... It didn't just it didn't click on me until Hitman Three. I haven't gone back and played the games the way I am now. Yeah. Um, but as I'm going back, you realize there's you know the main ways to beat the game. And then they added all these escalations, um, and those were like monthly updates. But they they kept them all there, mm-hmm. so you can play each one from the previous games. And those are like kill this guy, and it's like one out of five, and it's like all right, you did it. And then two out of five is kill two guys kill three and it just gets harder like stacking it on the same map um but like you always have to kill the first guy you killed like he it just gets added on so it's kind of cool um and then they have the elusive targets which these do go away andy but they're they already have one for february and they're bringing them back which is um like truly time targets and you get like some crazy good rewards um like in hitman one the way you got the only way to get the santa suit i think was to do this elusive target during Christmas time in Paris where there was two burglars you had to kill and it was very clearly like Marvin Harry from Home Alone. Like it it, it they know how goofy it is. <laughs> I love man. that. Yeah. Um so yeah, they definitely have some of those. Um and then they just have other shit that they're adding. Like just like these are new targets in this map, you know? This is definitely on my list, and I feel like I've been struggling to find something to find to, or to play. Uh, I I do hate that it is on the Epic Game Store, but it's not that big of a deal. I know. I mean, now I have this and uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two on the Epic Game Store, so it's just like they're both kind of platform games. Rocket League, <sighs> plus all the free shit that they've given out. I've got a ton of that. Sam, what have you been playing? So I am I'm very close to the end of Persona 5 The Royal. Um I wrapped up the the original game and goddamn I forgot I forgot how cool the ending to that game is. Just like in terms of like the epicness of things that happen. Uh you know, no, definitely no spoilers, but holy shit, it's a uh, definitely like oh fuck, this is awesome. Uh and then so I started the the new semester uh, with the Royal and also really cool. A lot of cool, like just like kind of story beats um, that happen. And uh, yeah, they ramp the difficulty up. I feel like a lot. This is like new post game content. Yeah. It's like a, so, so persona like four, and then there was the persona Four golden that had that added the new, like dungeon with the new ending to the game. Um, and that's what this is. Okay. It's like after the game, because I, I understand like why they, I understand why like it had to be after the end of the game, just like in terms of like rewriting the story and like all this shit. Um, 
but yeah, it's really cool. Um, and I'm really interested to see to see how it ends. Um, and then one, so like one last little thing is like, uh, so when you up your social link with the with like the playable characters, like their persona would transform into something else. But now they're having their royal transformation. And uh, so they each character is like gotten a new sort of like new version of themselves or a new version of their persona, which is like cool. Um, and then on a completely different note, uh, I got conned into buying Escape from Tarkov. Uh, and wow, what a game it's. Uh, they I think they focus a little bit too much on like the realism aspect mm-hmm. in that like you're like to check you know if you tap r once it's a reload if you tap r twice it's a quick reload but then you have to pick up the magazine from the ground later um which is i don't know there's like so many mechanics going on and but it is kind of fun i've been playing with like ben and jmo and uh like mike and one of their friends and it's like you know you're in like a group but there's like no no identification on anything so like I was like looting a box and I saw a body and I was like, oh, fuck, like there's someone over there. And then JMO was like, oh, fuck, there's someone over there. And we started shooting at each other because <laughs> we didn't know we didn't know that we were on the same team. Uh, luckily, no one got hurt too badly because um, we, we we figured it out. But it's uh, it's definitely tense. Um, there's definitely like those PUBG vibes. Like when that game first came out, we were all like playing it like there was that feeling of intensity. Uh, and this game definitely kind of recaptures that intensity yeah i'm so interested in it because it reminds me of like why i wanted to play daisy it's like oh you have a squad and there's like pve elements but also pvp elements and then there also is the fact that like you need to be communicating because you aren't marked as each other's team so you can like accidentally fire on each other and that stuff's all it's so cool yeah it's it's definitely cool uh, i did have to watch a 40 minute video to understand what I was doing. Uh, and that was like maybe a little. That's the other thing. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, it's like cool to just kind of jump in. It's it definitely feels like a like a sort of like make your own fun type of game. Um, Just in the fact that like there's been multiple times where we like load in and then we immediately go to the exit and we, ha- you know, we haven't like picked up any loot. But if you go for that loot, then you can you know it's really easy to die and have, so i don't know it's just yeah have you run into other people yeah like there was like one there was like a tense we had like sort of a tense firefight and i was like looking at a guy and i was like is this any of you and i was like we you know we've we've like figured out like if we're we say do the wiggle then everyone like does like the little wiggle and i said do the wiggle and no one did it so i domed the fucking guy <laughs> um and that like felt good you know it was my first kill confirmed or whatever um, but then there are people who are really fucking good at that game. We just get massacred by like one dude. Um, damn. So yeah, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's just kind of, it's a little, a little hokey, I guess in that. And there's so many like controls, but yeah, it reminds me of like cool. a fucking arma. Yeah. Really complicated. The national guard simulator, <laughs> <laughs> the, the recruitment tool. <laughs> My favorite game. Yeah, baby. And it's not, um, it's yeah. not on Steam, right? You have to buy it like somewhere else. Yeah, they have their own fucking launcher. And it's like, it definitely feels shady. 
definitely feels like something you shouldn't buy, but you know, it's like, it's fine, I guess. I do want something like that. I would, I want something where we can like squad up and have like that tense kind of PUBG Daisy type of thing. But I don't know. Tarkov seems so complicated. I want to play it. I think what Andy, I don't know if you want to join me. I just said what I'm going to do is while they're playing that, I think I'm going to get back into siege. Mm. Robert and I were talking about it. Like, I think this is our chance to get back into siege because we can't, we won't have to play with them. (laughs) But like, I want to play something like Minecraft. I want to play like I can build something. Okay. Nice. Andy, (laughs) I've been thinking, I kind of, let's do Stardew Valley. I was going to say, I would play. I would do that. You want to play Minecraft, Sam? I mean, I kind of like I watched dude, a video set up, my, set up Minecraft. Well, we all have it. to buy one version. Okay. Well, just tell us what to buy. How much is it? Can we buy it on Steam? No. So it's either the Java version or oh, the here we go. Java Epic version, store? which you can just buy off the website and download or the Microsoft store version. <laughs> Does Java version. What is it? The running? Java version just boots on your computer. Oh, the game. And oh, that okay. version. I'd rather yeah, do that, that version is like moddable. The Microsoft Store version is cross-play. So you can play that like that PC version with the Xbox version and the Switch version and all that. Oh, that's a trade-off. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. I don't own I only own the job. How does right? how does how does the how does the server work? Like would we does if Andrew owns the server, does Andrew need to be on for us so to the way join? We, the way it would work on PC is that one of us would make a server and one of us would have to be on to do it, but we can either use a free trial or pay with the $5 it is for the year. And Microsoft just hosts a server and then no one has to be online. You could join whenever mm-hmm. and do whatever you want. Ooh, so, so that's why we should go with Microsoft then. No, you could, you can do that on the Java be- version. Yeah. Oh, you could. I would, it's called realms. We would just make our server a realm and then like, I don't, nobody has to be online. You could just join and do whatever the fuck you want. We can, here's the thing. We can get Cassidy's house and we can hollow out the bottom of it, fill it with TNT and then put a pressure plate so that when he walks into the house, it explodes. (laughs) I mean, can we have, can we declare, can we create a system where we declare like, People can actually set up a perimeter and that perimeter needs to be respected. Yeah, that's it. And you can like... We do that, but then we blow up Cass's house in his perimeter. And that's... No mercy. That's what I, w- I envision. Well, see, that's what I don't... I don't want to play. I don't want to play if I'm just... No. Gonna have, if I'm going to be no. bullied. <laughs> bullied but by But I the only one that's getting bullied. The cool thing would be, it would be kind of like we set up a server. Anyone can play. Like, all of us. We could also, you know, Ben and all them can join... Uh, if they ever wanted to and we would each like you can create your own base and just survive like we would put it on survival mode and you can put mods in there so that like oh once you're in someone's base you can't destroy anything so it's like warfare can only happen outside of the base uh you know all that kind of stuff and so what would be the end game there is it's just survive and like build a cool base and build a sick house and then give each other tours of their of each other's house, and that's and it. Then Basically, a, Animal Crossing. And then attack each other. I uh, I saw one mod. It was like a fully a fully realized Pokemon mod. Yeah. Where there was like Pokemon in the environment, and you could like capture them, and there were gyms and shit. It looked cool. Andrew, can I say this? Yeah. 
if you send me a message with a, just exactly what to do, I'm so down because the realms thing changes it a lot. For okay. Me. If we can, if I can actually just, if we can all just be peaceful in Minecraft on our own time, plus play with together when we want to, you know, that's way more exciting because then I believe you that we might be able to have, you know, some kind of system and, <laughs> you know, protocols in place. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for we can respect <laughs> we Cassidy will be the sheriff. That way he can. Sure, I like. I love the idea of just like if you're if you're out of your base, you can get fucked up. Yeah. And if if people if you kill someone, can you loot them? Yeah, you can take all their stuff. Okay, so there would there would be risk reward mm-hmm. here. I like this. Now, what you really have to do? Let, let's do it, Andy. Is you you kill somebody and then you put pr- you put a bunch of TNT underneath their body mm-hmm. and then a pressure plate all around them. So when the next person that comes, they also blow up. And you can make whatever, about it. and then you can customize your skin. I play as Reggie. It's a good time. <laughs> oh, so is, is, we should get the Java version for this specifically, so we can get all the six skin skin uh, mods. I don't know. I honestly, I've never played the Windows version. I don't know how any of that works. Uh, I don't know. Okay, but you got Java. Java. If you feel comfortable in Java, let's let's just do that. All right. I can make this happen. Uh, the only other things I've I've been struggling. I beat Yakuza. I've been doing a shit ton of that side stuff. Uh, and no other game feels like it's going to satisfy me the way Yakuza did. So now I got nothing to play. Um, Should I play Yakuza or Persona 5? Uh, I play, I, I think they're both great. I'm, I haven't finished the Royal. Uh, I loved Yakuza though. I think I like it more than Persona. Uh, but that's just me. They're very different. Yakuza or uh, Persona more of a Japanese RPG than Yakuza is. <laughs> yeah, I'm, do you want like a Pokemon clone or do you want? Well, because like a dragon is is it similar? Does it have like similar like mechanics where you're like building a team? NATO told me there's like squad members, but it's not the it's not like Persona. NATO team. told me Yakuza was a better Persona, and I said, "Get the fuck out of here." Is there any truth to that? It's it's more like Dragon Quest than it is like pokemon okay it's more like you don't have creatures you send out it's like oh you have a a person like oh instead of a knight class you have a homeless guy (laughs) and like that's the knight class so he's like good with a sword and and or whatever good with magic uh so it's it's different but you you should play yakuza um yeah it's i definitely want to when it comes to comes to the game pass I've been playing a little Factorio. They're like releasing an expansion for that soon. Um, But otherwise I've been struggling to find stuff. So I beat Luigi's Mansion three. I played, I was, I had some stuff I needed to wrap up there. Finally beat the game. Had a lot of fun with it. That game is really good. Uh, The ending is super cute. Uh, And I've been playing Captain Toad on the switch. I got in on the great uh, Walmart heist of 2021. I don't know if you guys saw that like Walmart accidentally listed Captain Toad digitally for like $1.99 late one night. And so I just bought it and they actually they actually gave it to me. Uh, so fucking come at me, Reggie. <laughs> I fleeced you. Uh, and I've been playing that. Otherwise, like not too much. Like and there's I, I'm excited for Mario next week. Uh, other than that, there's like not too much on the horizon right now. You're starting a little slow. I want to play Hitman. 
other than that, it's, it's kind of barren right now. Maybe we'll get some announcements soon. I mean, we'll, we'll see. We're due for a direct. A direct, like, I'm sure Ratchet and Clank's coming soon. Not... Yeah, we'll probably get one of those PS whatever. State of play. PS now. State of, State of plays. Give me Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Boys, any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? Before I sneak King out of here? <laughs> nah, let's big bump, big bump the way all the way home. Pocket bike me. I wish. Uh, that's been your show. Thank you for listening. You can follow the show at Pause. You can follow me at Street Sweeper. You can go to awkwardpausepod.com forward slash merch. Check the merch. Buy a Nuts About Beans shirt. You like Nuts About Beans? Maybe it's coming back soon. Listen to the Awkward Pause. You'll know more information. Uh, Sam, where can they find you? Uh, catch me on Etsy. Etsy.com backslash shop backslash S-A-M-U Wood Goods. Got some new stuff coming soon. Big stoked for that. Elmer. At Elmer is not mad on Twitter. And if you want to buy Robert Jr. JR coin, you can follow Robert at Robert Jr. JR. Stay golden. When he hears that fire alarm, Sam is always cool and calm. If you're stuck, give him a shout. He'll be.